tuning into the Immortals podcast this week. I'm your fake co-host, Jared Cornett. Uh, and I'm your real co-host, Trey. Well, he's actually the real host, but that's fine. Can can you be, if you're a co-host, can I be not a co-host? Like, can you have a president and a co-president? Don't they have to both be co-presidents? No. No, I think we have to. And our guest this week is my good friend Greg with two G's. How are you doing today, Greg? I'm all right. Uh, two things I kind of got to correct you on there. It has a total of three G's. It's two G's at the end. Um, in addition, uh, it's called a vice president. <laughs> but also, no, it would be two co-presidents. There would not be just one. There wouldn't be a president and a co-president. Like when, when I left my high school and the next set of presidents... W- and you know vice and secretary and all that johns were chosen in high school there were two co-presidents of really a high school can there be one co-president no there's also a small uh m named brandon in the other corner m is what we're calling all of our fans now it's not trace am i crowning you're good now oh i'm doing the opposite of crowning yeah he's frowning i'm still (laughs) All right, well, this was like totally unexpected direction for this in, this intro. But yeah, so it's me, Trey, we got Greg, and we got a uh, little, little in Brandon. What did he say? Nothing. Move on. Move on. Uh, That's why we don't give Brandon a mic anymore. <laughs> anyway, What's uh, yeah. we wanted to lead in this week's podcast with uh, commuting, because I've been doing a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Greg lives forever away, and Brandon commutes for a living. And his passenger seats always got pizza. Accurate. I can't hear him because I've got the headphones on him. Always. Do they know what he does? Oh, um, his, his down, license plate is <laughs> down. Down in the comment section below, guess what Brandon does for a living? Did you uh, wanna? Did you wanna? You're the head commuter here, really. I'd say you got the most miles on all of us. Everybody knows my story. Everybody in the land. I drive almost five to six hours every day for mm-hmm. work. Uh, well, I, I drive like four, and then I take a train for two. Okay. Um. But yeah, we talked about on, we have like an unreleased podcast that we're going to be dropping uh, later in the week. Um, We really liked it, but it was with our old gear and we wanted to kind of push out like pleasant sounding audio. Yeah. yeah. I think (laughs) we uh, we found a good sound in it. Yeah. It just doesn't sound good. It was a really good uh, conversation. I talked about how I treat driving like investments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a good sound, but it doesn't sound good, you know? This sounds a little, you know, dry. I'm going to explain to Greg the investment driving because I moisten it up a bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed that people in the far left lane have a tendency to get all backed up because everybody wants to go fast. At least on this is my experience on 295, which is like a major highway in Jersey, and so I've started treating it like an investment because I always see these people zipping between lanes and furiously struggling to get ahead and then i'll look 30 minutes later and like they're behind me and i'm like wow that really did not work out and i've started treating lanes like investments and i've become a left lane loyalist you stick in the left and what happens is it gets bogged up because everybody's there but then it gets bogged up and everybody leaves right it's like sticking with like a long-term investment it eventually clears up and you're always on top and that's just how i think about driving now so I feel like I'm going to have to 100% disagree on that. Of course. Like I I take probably almost the exact opposite 
course of action in that what what I believe about traffic is we're all going to hit it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like if something's backed up, like unless there's, you know, unforeseen circumstances where there's a car crash that's like right in front of you that you could have passed if you just went a little bit faster. Just went through the accident. But like... <laughs> no just went around it like oh no he might need help no lightning mcqueen and you like jump on the back tires yeah. and fly off i was thinking you would just hit the car that got smashed maybe kill a person hit the ambulance be like come go on i gotta go um no but traffic mainly occurs because of merging like Very true. when a three-lane highway becomes a two-lane because of whether it's road work or idiots yeah or yeah Oh, and the Idiots. one thing, the main thing that happens is if somebody crashes on the side, everybody's looking at that person. Nobody yeah. is focusing on driving. Everyone is like, oh, let's slow down. Uh, let's make this 60 miles an hour of 30 and let's check. It. No, that's not helpful. So everyone's going to get hit with it. So what I do is I just kind of go as fast as possible. Mm, I, so I, I pa- the guy having the accident. Okay. I pass as many people as possible so that in traffic... I see them three cars behind me. I so, because yeah, I guess when I come down to ninety five, because I make that same like, you know, the trip from Rowan to my house is very far, but it's two ninety five for most of it, and there's a lot of space, like for no reason. There's a there's a lot of space. Like I'll have like four hundred feet in front of me before the next car, and then two cars. One on my right, one on my left. I can pass the guy on the left, go in front of the guy directly in front of me, and then the process repeats again. It's a consistent diamond of cars that I keep passing cars. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely pass people, but when it starts to get, like, really crowded and, like, you got to pick a lane... Oh, no, I, I don't move. The I don't move. I stay mm, in the middle. Really? See, I've, I've actually adopted a whole new policy, though, where I just get up extremely early and leave for work, and I just never catch traffic. See, now, doesn't it matter, too, if we're talking what lane you ride in? How many lanes on a highway we're talking? Uh, I'm talking about three. Okay, three? I mean, it it depends, because... Well, because 295 if, by our house is two lanes. It is two, which I'm usually in the left, but I have no problems passing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the three lane, though, it gets tricky, because, especially up towards Philly, there's the exit to the left and the right. And I tend to stay to the left because people are merging and leaving on the right, um, but I find that like up to Philly, like the middle lane is actually pretty good. Um, and the middle lane eventually turns into the left lane once you split off those exits and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, up in North Jersey, I mean, the traffic does pretty much hit everybody and everybody's screwed, but I find that I pass more people sticking in the left Okay. because a lot of people are like taking Greg's approach, but they're just not good at it and they end up getting screwed up. <laughs> like they merge over, but then they don't realize like when to come back over and then they're mm-hmm. just screwed. And I'm like, Hey, I'll see you later. Um, I try and be a left lane loyalist. I especially think as I've gotten older, I've been a little more mature in my driving. Yeah. Um. But definitely in my heyday, and even even a bit today, um, I'm I'm the Greg approach. I'm I'm go fast, pass people. If you know if they're behind me, they can't traffic can't bother me. I, I don't know. How do you guys avoid police? I just I just I think if you pretend they're not there, they're not. You know. Uh, I only go well. I kind of like when there's somebody riding up the back, like really close, because then I can go really fast, and I know that if a cop pulls out after us, mm-hmm. that guy's behind me. Um, I want to say that I think I've been extremely lucky in my endeavors to not be pulled over, 
because there's a road directly outside my development that is a 25 that if you were on that road and didn't see the speed limit sign, you'd be going like 45. And if I told you, hey, slow down, it's a 25, you'd be like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. We know this, some roads like this that. This is almost like an off-road highway. And I'd be yeah. like, uh, it's a 25. And 25 feels like you're parked. And there's always yeah. a cop that stays outside. And what I've been doing recently is slowing down right before that turn, seeing that there's no one there, and flying past it. But I have flown past it so many times, and I'm like, oh, there could be a cop there. And it just hasn't. I I get it every time. Yeah. And I do. I'm lucky. Um, I will say, like, through, uh, like, deep water is, like, 25, 35. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it just just be, like, a 45. Yeah. Because it's just kind of an extension of the main road. And there's some roads in Salem where, like, it's this, like, hobunk town in the middle of nowhere. But because there's three residents, they have to make it a 25 because it's mm-hmm. a residential road. And you're like, you just decided to throw some houses up on a main road. <laughs> um, my favorite. Now, Greg, you'll have to tell me if these exist up in North Jersey. Um, but we, we have just unmarked roads in South Jersey that, that just don't have speed limit signs. Like, from, like, a mile or two. Just no speed limit sign. So for a, for a mile or two, I don't know about that. I would say maybe half a mile tops, but I'm also from central Jersey, okay. which I will through and through say that it exists, mainly because of, we have Quick Check and Wawa, and South and North only have one. Mm-hmm. North only has Quick, you guys only have Wawa. But we were winning, though. Like, Wawa's better. Yeah, 100%, but we have both. So the South did win. In convenience stores. Yeah, but not in <laughs> the Civil War. So, well, it is a Civil War between citizens of and fans of the convenience stores. I stand by the South. Yes, 100%. But no, we don't have unmarked roads. But you said your favorite thing. My favorite thing about driving, especially on the highway, is in the left lane, like when I'm in the left lane, like going fast, sometimes... You ever do that thing where you're like, oh, I don't like this song. And you're like, you know, focus on on other things besides driving. You're like, oh, I got to skip this song. Got to remember what this is. Thinking about work, whatever. Sometimes I'll slow down in the left lane and I'm not going super fast. Mm-hmm. The person behind me, I see them get in the middle lane. And they're like, oh, this guy's not going fast. I'm just going to go around him. At that moment, I notice I'm like, oh, I'm not going fast enough. So I pick it up <laughs> so hard. And they're like trying to catch up to me. And I'm flying now. I'm going like 85, 90, and they're still trying to pass me. I'm like, you just get that I was. You don't get that I just wasn't paying attention for like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't focusing on my speed. I was just focusing um, on the road. I've I've kind of adopted this little fun game I play on the way home, uh, where I try to annoy people that think they're the most important person on the road. And I think I talked about this in the last podcast. Is I know a lot of people in like really nice sports cars, and they they tend to be. Like older women in these nice sports cars. Ooh, yes. And they fly around and zip around <laughs> like it's nobody's business. And they're never successful. They're always blowing past people and then getting stuck behind a truck. And then I see them 10 minutes later behind me. Mm-hmm. And then all the nice sports cars that are going slow are always old dudes. Yo. I'm like, I got respect for that, man. He's got a nice car and he knows that's enough. He knows he's not the most important person on the road. Yo. But when people fly up on me and they're trying to get around... I purposely slow down or like I'll get in the lane in front of them or like I just make their life hard because I'm like, mm. you're making my life hard. 
<laughs> I, rem- I remember one, one time I was driving down, like, you know, not a highway, a normal, a normal road. It was like 45. And you know those areas where, like, there's an entire middle lane for making left turns into plazas and whatnot? Mm-hmm. So this person flies out of the plaza into that middle lane, but is slightly in my lane. Mm. And, like, I'm going 45, she's going 8. Because <laughs> she's not out yet. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, she's really trying to beat me on this. So I go around her and then I go eight miles an hour (laughs) and she's getting so mad. She's honking, put my middle finger out the left window. I'm like, goodbye. And then I speed up. Dude, I hate when people believe that like they can do no wrong. It's like, dude, like I've messed up while driving and I'm like, you know, I get that guy and I get where he's coming from. But one thing I cannot stand about anyone who owns a car this you reminded me about it with your sports car thing and and the uh and the ladies thing i hate anyone with a um like a customized infinity g37 that has mm. the engine just dist- and it doesn't sound good it doesn't sound or good. i hate the ones that have nice sports cars but like the decal like like the letter decals on the windshield <laughs> that say like they got princess or, on the top yeah it's so bad no 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 I was in the parking garage here and I heard like the revving go flying up and like Tokyo Drift. And you looked like, over and it was like, like a Honda Civic 1992. The from Tokyo Drift where he opens the elevator and all you hear is screeches. <laughs> but that's a movie and it doesn't have echo in real life and it can't terrify you the way this did. Greg, I'm not gonna lie, man. You're doing a very bad job managing your mic. I, I'll be honest. Trey keeps moving it. I have no idea where you I'm supposed to be. You got to keep it like optimal. Like this is good distance. You see this here? Like yours is tilted two down. You got to like you know help this man out. So speaking of tilted, we're going to talk about Fortnite for the next forty five minutes. <laughs> my uh, my last comment on uh, driving is um, the I will say I'm not saying that all female drivers are bad. They but, just always have nice cars. There are totally fast guys that drive. They just always have like really crappy 2001 Mustangs or Honda Civics or like a 1992 Toyota Corolla with like a glow kit underneath. (laughs) Those are the people that fly by at fast speeds and they always get pulled over. The women are safe. (laughs) Why do you believe it is that women can't drive? And I don't mean this as a generality. I just mean the original stereotype that does exist that I'm not saying I support, but it's totally true. Most, <laughs> not all, women can't drive. Why? What's uh, going on? I will on? say from my personal experience, I think a lot of women are very cautious when they drive. And that translates to like nope. a lot of hesitation. No, I'm being like my mom and my sister especially. They're so overly cautious that like they a lot of hesitation and a lot of freezing up. And like when you're driving, you just need to move. Like you can't just okay. like, you know, you can't hesitate on stuff. Like if you're merging over and you see you're making a mistake, you can't just panic right away. You have to like speed up and get over or you need to quickly get back in your lane. And like, mm. I think that's where like a lot of indecisiveness, maybe. Yes. All a right. lot of hesitation okay. and like being. Yeah. All right. I think, I'll, I think, that's, I, I think I just needed it verbalized because yeah. I never thought about it. I, I think was like, a lot why of guys, true? I think a lot of guys are just reckless and go for it mm. and usually get away with it. Yeah. That's, um, that's pretty much like when we were talking about cops, like I've just gotten away with not driving legally and not, I don't want to say legally without a traffic. This guy's going to get that? a ticket today. What's that called? Uh, traffic violation, traffic infraction. <laughs> I don't know. Sound, like uh, I don't know. Game. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Traffic infraction. Uh, let's pivot. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> keep saying pivot. Let's pivot in topic and the um, person who has the mic. So I wanted to talk about uh, time. Actually, Trey wanted to talk about time management. Yeah, um, I did. I did. Commuting takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's therefore loosely related to time management. Let's did talk about it. Did you just make it. a post segue segue? Or a post? Yeah, a post segue segue. Is that what just happened? Yes. Um. All right, I like it. Yeah, you know what I would like for that mic to be. Am I a little too close? Okay. Yeah. Um. No, no, you're not too. You got to have. It's got to be pointing. You know. At my mouth hole. At you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These things are like really good at uh, canceling out surrounding noise. I see. I see. Um. No, I I did want to talk about time management. I think it is definitely a big component of everyone's life, right? I mean, who who doesn't have time to manage? Everybody's everybody's in time, right? Are we all yeah. in time? Everybody's got time well, to I mean, manage. I is, think it's like a big is, part of everyone's life. Is time life. real? Is time real? It is real, and it's actually our new line of merch coming out soon. So, uh, anyway, uh, but as creatives and creators, mm-hmm. uh, time management is very important. And mm-hmm. I think that I personally find myself procrastinating, which I think is a fairly artistic thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, at least like in amateur spheres. I know like a lot of professionals are, kind of have a routine down and they're very organized. But at least for me, kind of growing in that, uh, yeah, procrastination and like lack of time or giving mm-hmm. my thinking I don't need as much time as I actually do mm-hmm. and therefore not getting stuff done yeah. happens a lot. Um, my biggest issue is follow through. Yeah. I think I can wake up in the morning every morning and I can write down a great schedule where, you know, I wake up, you know, maybe I have class in the morning, work at night. So I, maybe I wake up a little early for class so I can get, maybe read one of my readings, do a little, you know, studying, make some notes or something like that, you know, get something done, um, go to classes. And then my plan will be, all right, I've got two hours in between classes. So I'm going to do this and this, maybe I could even sneak the gym in. And then I get done classes. I'm like, well, you know, I just had three and a half four hours of classes and i'm about to go to six seven hours of work i'm like well i don't want to do homework right now and then then it's the the issue of follow through yeah i will actually to touch on that um yeah follow through is definitely like a big issue with procrastination but i know for myself i actually have like apps and stuff and alarms set for what i need to do today and and i almost find myself never having done everything on the list I feel like when it comes to artistic things or things that you like, because I assume you like what you do, correct? Actually, I hate myself. No. Segway. No. <laughs> no. That'll be the segue later. We'll, uh, we'll be like back to that other spoilers. Spoilers. I quite enjoy what I do. Yeah. So if you enjoy what you do, something that I've realized is I only procrastinate on things that I dislike doing, whether that's an essay, whether that's homework, whether that's studying for a test, it's because I don't want to do it. But... If it's, you know, something relating to Immortal or something relating to my own podcast that I had over the summer, I did it imme- almost always immediately. I was yeah. like, I want to do this. I want to get this done now. If I want to order a mic, I do it right then and there. Oh, he's, he's good. He's good. Just so. Oh, slow down. S- slow down. Welcome to the calm hour. We're going to be getting. Welcome to Immortal. What's up, calm boys? <laughs> anyway, no. Wait so, a so I've Dude, ne- so I've the shape I just made. With the- Whoa! Uh, all right, let's continue. Yeah. So I, I've, so I've never. Do you, you find yourself procrastinating even even on things that 
you enjoy doing? I do to a degree. And I think this is because for me, procrastination isn't that I don't want to do it. I I think I've developed a habit of um, like, just I think just generally being lazy. Like I just like to relax too much. So like if something comes on TV, I'll watch it. And like, I might not even like it that much. I feel like that is, but I'm just hanging out. I feel like it is relaxing though. If it's it, something that you actually enjoy doing, well, like I, it has to be part of your attention span. Like I've, you know, like if you texted me, Hey, this is something that we could do, you know, to increase engagement on our podcast. I'm doing it instantly. Yeah. Immediately, because it would relax me to know that I'm doing something that I enjoy. But if I have homework tomorrow, you know I'm watching seven hours of TV. Yeah, I, I, I guess for me, I don't really. I'm my own worst distract, like worst distraction. Like I'll, I will want to start projects and make stuff, but then I want to do so much stuff that I get sidetracked and I end up doing nothing. So it's not that okay. I don't. It's not that I don't like what I'm doing. It's that I like, it's almost like I like it too much. I need to slow down and take it one at a time. Like I end up wanting to do so much that I, it's unrealistic and then I don't do anything. It's so, how, it's kind of how that dynamic plays. So you're almost the opposite of Trey where he's like, oh, I'll create a schedule. I mean, he well, does, I it doesn't follow through, but like you've just been like, all right, chaos time. Let's go. Let's try to do all of it. And then um, you find yourself having to not be able to do any of it? what happens is i end up running out of time like mm-hmm. i want to do too much that day and then it doesn't happen that day and then it ends up never happening um yeah yeah because i have i have the idea and then i want to do it and then i forget about it and i have another idea and like it's, it's just i need yeah. to slow down and pick something and finish with it yeah i'll um, be honest when he said like i'm good at i'm not good at the follow-through part i've always been good at making a schedule i remember last year i created a workout schedule by watching I don't know what it was called, but it was some guy. His name was Michael Vasquez. He's very popular with with the ladies on Instagram. He has a 30-day, I think it's called Ripped Remix, where he's like, you're going to get, like, it's got full body workouts. It's got, you know, upper body, lower body, and it gets everything together. And I put a post-it with every single day on it, and I would take one off. And then, like, by day four, I was like, where are my post-its? I was like, oh, wait, they're all on my uh i'm not going to the gym today and then i just uh yeah in case you got i don't know if this canceled that they out they definitely but heard that they definitely heard that um yeah no 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 that's that guy who's gonna go into the parking garage and scare somebody right now that's the car that's the car i'm talking about but what were we discussing follow through yeah lack um, of follow through no i make schedules i I will say that I think one of the number one things I've been working on is just getting up in the morning at a good time. If I get up late, I already feel like I've lost and I'm much less likely to do like stuff I want to do. I need to get up at on time and do stuff. That's why I've always had a morning based. I was actually thinking based like a turkey or no, I was thinking, I was thinking morning based. based classes. Like a lot of, you know, whether it's my roommates or a lot of people on campus are like, Oh, I don't have any 8 a.m.s. I I don't start till 1230. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, if you go from 1230, that's till 145. We are back. Uh, I had to take a quick break. We had to go find uh, Brandon. He was crapping out his brains. Uh, But we found him. He's alive. Um, But he's a little messed up. But he's here. He's here. Uh, So, yeah, we were. Oh, I was I was mid sentence on something. If that's cool. We were talking about time management. 
Yeah, yeah, all right. We were talking about time. We, we were talking about time management here on the Immortal Podcast. Go, um, ahead, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Let him get it slowly. Hey, you're the one talking. Please continue. continue. Oh yeah. Continue. <laughs> Trey's dying right now. All right. Hey, this is time management. Please. So, so the so the thing we were discussing was, I cannot stand people because you were talking about you know the day just going away. Any yeah. any kid who doesn't start class till like twelve thirty or has a one forty five, their mom's a I hoe. D- <laughs> I mean, I thought we we said no cuss words worse than damn, but I thought hoe was up there. Uh, it's a farming tool. Are we gonna go through the hierarchy? I mean, hoes are pretty important to the farm. Just saying. Yeah, we they're have just, a, they're just they're tractors. We, just we, tractors. We have a lot. We have a lot of automated tractors. Technology. Are just automatic hose. So time tractors are just robot hose. <laughs> so anyway, you, actually, we're we're trying to fill in time. Anyway, so I just don't I just don't get how you can start your day and wake up at twelve every single day. Like I don't I don't get yeah, it. It's a rough existence. I don't get no. But the reason it doesn't work is because people are like, oh, I can't start till 12. You have a 1230. Then you have your two. Then you have your 330. Then your class is done. You got to eat. You got to eat dinner. You got to eat dinner. Then you're going to do homework. What? No. The reason the nine, the 930 in the morning until around noon, around 145 is a good idea is because you wake up you eat breakfast because breakfast at noon no longer counts as breakfast what if it's breakfast at tiffany's look let's not talk about tiffany we are already over the hoe part okay. yeah and she she ain't no robot homie um brown so, tiffany brown yeah from cracker barrel yeah what's up tiffany i wonder if you're listening yo shout out hey my, i made it out of cracker barrel i made it that's my big sis yo started from the barrel now we're here you're not you, <laughs> hey you're not a hoe I cannot believe I just said that. All right, so um, continue with yeah. yeah. So so nine thirty to two is pretty much a good time because you know you eat breakfast, you go to class, you get home, and you can pretty much figure out the rest of your day. You can eat lunch, you can kind of chill for a little bit, and then you can do homework without feeling like oh, I was I was doing stuff all day. Yeah, I, I don't want to do work now. Like no, you have all the time in the world if you start your day early. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree and. I think starting your day early and again how we talked in the last episode about you know self-imposed limits and responsibilities uh is just more more beneficial and like it just enriches your life yeah and it gives you stuff to do um yeah i think too touching on what i talked about last week and about um doing stuff early and getting stuff done i think it is important to do that i mean it, it's the um it's the thing with the military and and they talk about it about um making your bed every morning and how making your bed and having done something sets the precedent for the rest of the day well in so much stuff in life too is like a trickle down effect right or like a butterfly effect where like small principles translate to like bigger ideas so like something as simple as getting up and making your bed every day you're exercising both like organization and also like commitment to a like a routine and like that will, you know, if you do that enough, you you will have, like, it will apply to your whole life. I do not agree with the four a.m. Uh, alarm though. I mean, I get up at five thirty, but four four is rough. But I think five five thirty is early 
but like I think getting up at like six thirty is a good time, mm-hmm. or like That's seven. It's like for me, seven has almost become late now, which is weird. But it's it's strange to me because I've been getting up at five thirty for work. Um, but my siblings get up only thirty minutes later for school, and I'm like, wow. Hmm. Weekends? Oh, usually I'm pretty relaxed on the weekends. I mean, I, I might wake up like at eight or nine, but um, that depends. It's because I'm usually. What do I sound old? Yeah, I sleep in a little bit. Get up at eight. No, or I nine. get up, I get up. Nine is normally the latest I'm up unless I'm sleeping in. Well, and, and even it, that's like till ten or eleven. Like for me tomorrow, I'm planning on getting up, going to the art store that just opened, um, coming back, like uh, doing some sculpting with my sister. And then, like, trying to go to, like, an event at the local parks. So, like, I'm trying to, like, you know, do stuff in the mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I find that. And for me, too, um, like, with my religious background, like, sticking to things and having a routine and, like, being a good steward of your time is also, like, essential principles. And it mm-hmm. definitely enriches your life. And it's one of those things where I think it's it's been lost on kids in our generation because we're so accustomed to being entitled and to doing exactly what we want. And like this instant culture that it's almost foreign to us to have responsibilities. Okay. And like, it's hard for us to think about the benefits we get from having restrictions, you know? I, um, I like routines. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for routines for having, you know, if you go to the gym, having the gym five days a week. loves the gym. Or if you're, you know, no, like if you're religious, like even like a weekly routine, like going to church every Sunday or praying every day or, or you know, a certain time where you read your Bible. If you are uh, creative and you're not doing it full time, but having some time where you sit down and draw or you sit down and write, you um, maybe freestyle a bit if you're doing music or play a little piano, like having something that is a regular routine, I think is super beneficial to the psyche. Greg wants to get in on this talk. I feel like there's a lot of fulfillment with doing almost, you know, considered mundane routine things. Like, you know, the getting up and making your bed. That's super Mm -hmm. important. That's always super important because it sets, you know, the precedent for the day that you're going to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. But like something I've realized recently as the entitled upper class white boy that I am is... No, 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 no. I I get it. I 100% get like the immediate... Oh, everything handed to him. This guy. The second I got this to is a school, podcast for self-made people, get this guy out of here. That's that's <laughs> pretty much the goal at this point to do to do exactly the opposite of everything that I was for an entire seventeen years, and like actually do something for myself. That's kind of the goal. But let's start smaller. The second I got to school and like made myself pasta for the first time which sounds insane because all of my roommates made fun of me for it for about like 20 minutes they were like you don't know how to boil water i was like dude i don't know i don't know oh man i didn't realize you were that bad no dude that bad like i dude but i get here for an entire week and a half like i make i make scrambled eggs every morning you know make french toast on the days that i don't want eggs and i don't need to protein this make, is why I'm, this I'm, is why college is a waste of time because this guy spent thirty thousand dollars learn how to boil water and make no. eggs. Did, <laughs> what did you say? What number? Thirty thousand. Okay, I thought you said three thousand. No, no, this isn't community college. Yeah, no, no, but that's about <laughs> that's about what I'm spending a semester with the scholarship, which is beautiful. But you know, nice. Wow. Semester? I think you spend that a year. Do I? 
Sick. Uh, anyway, continue so with your story. So Trey actually knows more about my uh, my my bursar uh, history than I do. Uh, but no, so I get here and I do that for about like a week and a half, two weeks, and it just felt good. And like we don't have a dishwasher. You have a dishwasher, Trey, but we don't have a dishwasher in the room. So like actually hand washing dishes, which by the way is going to be foreign to both my brother and sister and most people who own a dishwasher. But like you know, taking taking a sponge to the you know, using the abrasive side, using the, and like figuring stuff out and like doing the whole pan, doing a whole pot, making every meal. It just feels good. Like it's you like feel a, good about yourself. Well, I think what it is too, for me at least, um, which is why like I'm looking to get my own place and stuff is it's a, it's like a final stage in the transition from kid to adult. Mm. And there's something satisfying about just fulfilling it and being like, okay, now I'm officially on my own. There you go. I, and, I uh, agree with that. Well, I would actually say too on the note of of uh, dishes working in the food industry for like four years, um, I actually kind of just like the instant gratification of just hand washing dishes because like with my family we wait like the whole day or mm-hmm. maybe even two days to like get enough dishes to use the washer, and I'm like, oh, well, I just right. want to wash it and be done. I agree with you. So it's been really nice. And that <clears throat> when when like my roommates don't wash their stuff and like it kind of piles up, I'm like. I'm going to knock that out. And I knock out like... <laughs> it's really satisfying. Probably like seven plates, like eight cups. And like it, I'm like, oh, this is from breakfast and lunch and like somebody's snack in the afternoon. I'm like, <clears throat> hell yeah. There we go. We're all clean. And it yeah. just it just feels good. But... Oh, I, it, really, I really lost my train of thought. No, it just, it's really interesting how... Um, I, and I kind of see like a trend going this way where... Um, and I've been hearing a lot lately of, you know, people saying, don't blame, you know, millennials and stuff. You've, you've raised them that way. You've raised them to be entitled and lazy and stuff. I think there's a lot of millennials that because of the ocean of like entitled, lazy, almost useless people out there, you know, that aren't doing anything. It's kind of like fostered the growth of like very productive people because there's like, they're realizing like, wow, so this is what happens when you just let us do whatever we want. We become lazy. It's chaotic. We have no structure. This is what happens. And it's almost, I feel like there's like a reversal of there's all these people that are doing nothing. And then there's like this strong group of people that are doing everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of young, bright people out there doing crazy stuff right now because yeah. nobody around, like it's just, there's like a void and there's all this room to grow. I think it's, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I think there's... I really think there are a lot of both. Like, I really think that there are a lot of millennials that are <clears throat> that are making something out of nothing. I mean, well, you, alchemy, you kind of whispered the incorrect. Alchemy is, is equal exchange, uh, equivalent exchange. You got to have something to make something. Shoot. Unless you've got a philosopher's stone, that, it's not was, alchemy. That's okay. what I was trying to All right, well, remember. you got to specify, man. Philosopher's stone's not alchemy. Don't, don't do this. You're right, you're um, right. What was I talking about? This is your fault. Millennials. millennials yeah, you brought stuff. up no, you brought up the Paul brothers. Um, social media and vlogging, the internet, Twitter accounts, um, memes. Like, there's so much opportunity. Um, to the point that that market that market is oversaturated from how many people there are pursuing it. So I think there's a huge. Um, I definitely think there's a large amount of people doing a lot. Um, but on the same token, I agree with you that there are a lot of millennials that aren't doing much. Um, I think there are a couple factors of that. One interesting one, just as like a little um, aside, um, divorce rates have gone up insanely. A lot of people are getting divorced or a lot of people are waiting longer to get married. 
I think um, on that same vein, the problem that a lot of people are having is um, nobody's kind of held accountable for anything they do anymore. Whereas there's, and on the opposite side of that, there are people being held accountable, you know, very strongly for things. But it's like, I feel a lot of kids get away with a lot of stuff, a lot of things when they're growing up. And it's kind of like, if I can just continue getting away with that kind of thing, it's like. Yeah. Well, I wanted to touch on the point uh, he said about divorce. I actually read an article on that and it was funny because a lot of people were, were actually saying divorce rates were down. Uh, divorce rates were down with millennials, but it's not really that accurate because it's not that divorce rates are going down. It's just people are getting married less and they're waiting until they're older. So the percentage um, is going to be higher. But no, there's because there's there's not as much marriage and thus there's not as much divorce. But what's interesting was people the generation before. Wait, if <clears throat> if there are less marriages, that means the same number of divorces are going to be part of the same ratio with the same number of marriages rather than that marriage number increasing, well, no, which would make the percentage. Well, less people higher. are getting married because they're waiting longer, but because they're waiting longer, they're not getting divorced as much either. So like the ratio is going down a little bit, but not as dramatic as they say, because your population of married people is just also like in half. But what was interesting was people of the generation before are getting divorced like faster. Did you okay, like yeah, it, like yeah, older yeah, in yeah. life and they're getting like? Did you know that thirteen percent of divorced people were never married? Is that <laughs> that no that that might be true because there's like that's those, literally there's like impossible. Those, those like like those civil like agreements or whatever where like they're living together. Oh um, oh yeah. Ooh. I was I found this interesting. Like the average divorce like years together was like eight years. Like it wasn't like right away. It was like eight years in. That's crazy. Uh. Yeah, like if you've done eight years, dude. Because no, keep cause, going, man. No, because you would what you would do is you would start and you'd be like, oh, it's only been, you know, maybe oh, you know what it is? maybe it's nerves. What it is is eight years into a marriage, your kid's seven, and that's just the worst age. Mm, your <laughs> your your kid's most likely five. Nah, dude, they totally got married and just had a kid right away. Well, no, because kids come with the marriage package. Well, I don't know what company you go through, but. <laughs> I'm going to put Brandon back on the mic. You have one bad joke in an episode. <laughs> bueno? Okay, yeah. Well, I just feel like um, the whole idea of doing things to make yourself feel good, you know, doing things for yourself has kind of become, you know, the main thing these days. YOLO, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like everybody just, you know, wants to go out, have a good time. People are going to college specifically to party and live their life. It's like, yeah, you can do that and you can spend all your time just trying to have a good time and live a good life. But if you, cause everybody's so used to doing whatever makes them happy. They don't realize that working towards a goal isn't necessarily somebody trying to impose on you. It's you trying to do better for yourself. They're like, no, that inconveniences me. I'm going to continue doing what makes me happy. And that's kind of where you get a whole bunch of people that aren't really going anywhere. They have no direction. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, no, I think it's definitely, really easy to view a lot of what's going on i think a lot of people do view millennials as like a really bad generation. everyone except for millennials um views as like a really bad generation of people that kids that don't do anything and, and they're bums they don't do this they don't do that um but I, I definitely think that there's a lot of good to come out of millennials i think there's been a huge push for um individualism um, which is something you see in, in early American literatures where people are pushing for individualism. But I think it kind of, I definitely think it's slowed down a lot. Um, but I think that millennials have really pushed for individualism. Um, you know, maybe not. Maybe generations have been building up to this. But I definitely think there's a lot of different means of expression. Um, there's a lot of different 
people now there's there's a there's a lot of different people um that are creating you you see youtubers that are doing things viners you know social media apps are blowing up people are buying um sports cars people are doing crazy things off of that um they've also influenced a lot of different industries so you can look at something like music um they they've influenced the music industry one of the big topics in rap is talking about how music has changed um but i think it's definitely a good thing you know we move in directions. I think there's like a lot of really good music out right now. I mean, there are tons of people that just dropped really good albums. Um, and I think a lot of that is, is in influenced by um, modern culture. I mean, you look at like Eminem's new album, where I think a lot of that is geared towards um, where culture has shifted. Yeah, like if you look at um, the Joiner track, what is it, Lucky You? Um, yeah, yeah, lucky that's exactly you. what the whole song is about. Yeah, I, and I, I think that's become a really big thing now is because millennials are so easily criticized um i think that it it's it's a branch in its own i think there's a lot of people in music that are doing very well off of criticizing millennials or criticizing it's becoming a very meta topic in in rap songs yeah and i I think it's doing really well and i think that it's definitely a product of individualism and people being very upfront people using these mediums where they're breaking down fourth walls or really connecting to people artists have huge i mean you look at like the audience X had before he died, XXX Tentacion, yeah. um, before he died, he, I mean, his shows look like cult meetings. It, it's it's insane how connected people are to artists now that that fourth wall is broken down. There's tons of social media to interact with your yeah. audience. Um, and I think that's huge. And that's the thing is like, they do have the means of being in contact with their audience at all times in mm-hmm. one way or another. Look at Brendan Urie with Periscope. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Like he finds a way, if he's not doing an interview, he'll be live on Instagram. He'll be, you know, doing mm-hmm. interviews. He'll be on, you know, TV shows. He's always out there doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, since you brought it up though, there's definitely a lot of really good music out right now. A lot of solid albums have dropped or will be dropping kind of within the two week span we're in right now. Um, Eminem dropped a new album. Kanye's coming out with a new album. Jaden has tweeted about Logic. new albums. Logic's new album just dropped. Lil Wayne's new album just dropped. There's there's tons Brock. of really good stuff dropping right now. Yeah, Brock Hampton. I uh I know nothing about this genre of music, so I will plead the fifth and just listen. Did, <laughs> did you just take the mic to say you don't want the mic? And, f- and there's also uh, Beartooth and The Story So Far just released new albums also for anybody who's into that. So I don't, I don't think it has to be just rap. I don't think we have to discuss only rap. Oh, that's, that's, because, that's why. Because last night at midnight, Carter 5, uh, Young Sinatra 4, those, those two both dropped and those are two of the you know, main, I, I, I mean, I assume other artists have released it, <laughs> have released their you know, stuff. Oh, yeah. On this particular day, I don't think there was anything special about this, but also Bambi dropped last night. Does anyone know what that is? Has anyone ever heard of um uh, <laughs> Hi- Hippocampus? Yeah. Oh my. Oh God. yes. Yeah. Well, Hippoc. Well. Well. Hey, hey, hey! I said you get one bad joke an episode. <laughs> but yeah, on the uh, on the idea of not rap music that's Mm-mm. that's that's uh mm-hmm. being released in the last few weeks the story so far memphis mayfire and crown the empire all just released new albums crown all the album. crown the empire did release a new album all bands that i am very fond of fantastic yeah. bands. so i don't think it has to just be rap because you know jared said we were going to start with talking about my week and the the main thing in my last week has been cur- curating a playlist of yeah. rock 
because we were together and we, you, we, you showed we, me that. Yeah, was, we were talking about that because whenever I'm in the car with, are you? Is it you or yes. Austin who's a rock fiend? Because I know Austin is, and every time he drives me home from Austin work, Austin yeah. doesn't. Austin has a playlist called Pop to Punk. Follow it on Spotify. You can yeah. actually listen to the playlist, but I don't have. It's a good pre- But I don't have premium, so I can't know what all the songs are without just hitting shuffle and going through literally all of it. So I was like, I was like, <laughs> screw it, I'm gonna make my own thing. And pretty much my entire um you know way of going about this and making this playlist was I started with just hitting the Shazam button on every song that was in the car that we were bopping our heads to, and I was like, this is good. So that was the first part. Second part. Uh, on Apple Music, there's a playlist called SSX3, which is the greatest snowboarding video game of all time. It is fantastic. So Are you kidding? I it, love it. It has game. the entire soundtrack on there. So I, I literally... Are, are me and Brandon loud? I'm so sorry. I'm, Brandon has such a full like, wave mic. His voice is just so basic. I'm so His sorry. Homies, I'll stay further away. Homie got a big voice. <laughs> Get you a man with a big voice. but So SSX, yeah. SSX3 incredible video game even better soundtrack and it was probably in 2006 my only knowledge of rap music because you know that's you know what was popular in 2006 pitbull <laughs> flow rider in 2006 lil wayne, lil wayne was on 86 percent of tracks uh, was drake to 2006 i thought better bedrock, find your loving I thought, I thought bedrock was 2010 I better find your which would have been like toward the beginning Usher, Usher. Oh my gosh. Neo and Dude, loving this club. Also, Akon is probably the coolest person ever. 100%. You know, he's like giving billions of dollars to Africa. Yeah, dude. He's like, literally... Uh, citizens who need help. He's helped correct? funded projects to create gravity-powered lights that don't go off. On the, on the same vein, Pharrell Williams, great guy, works a lot with um, African nations. His, his yeah. act is uh, his latest... Uh, Adidas line with all of his shoes and stuff was inspired by the you, color you have of some South of those Africa. Shoes, yeah, I have a pair of the the Pharrell humans. Um, <laughs> no, I have a pair of the Pharrell humans. He has them in all sorts of different colors and versions, but um, a lot of the 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 main styles, the two hundred dollars shoes and such, were um, they're inspired by South African colors. It works a lot with them as well. All right, so back on the vein of new music, mm-hmm. what what have you listened to so far? Um, let's see, I've listened to not all, but some of the Carter Five. Okay. The THA. Um, I've listened to Charlemagne the God. Some of Brockhampton's album Iridescence, right? Iridescence. Yep. Um, what else you dropped? I've listened to Kamikaze, Eminem's new album. Um, I've listened to. I've like started one or two tracks off of Logic's album. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Kanye's hasn't dropped yet. Kanye's hasn't um, dropped. Jaden hasn't dropped. You, you've been waiting. Yet. You're gonna be the, one of the first ones on Jaden's though. You already. I know, love Jaden. Come- I've been a Jaden fan for for a couple years now. Definitely, I I love him. Starting with his YouTube stuff, like yep. before he had stuff on Spotify, is crazy to think about. But he's so huge now. All right, so um, let's, he keeps let's, getting featured on tracks, but I'm dying inside that nobody lets him rap. He's in he's in the potato salad music video with oh, Tyler man. and ASAP. Another he's on an ASAP track where he just does the chorus. Um, he's on Logic's new album, but he just does a, like a bridge or a chorus. Nobody's letting him rap. It's Eat Me Alive. I totally like, just like the, uh, the song on the Carter five with X where X just does the chorus. It's fantastic. But could you imagine like if they just let X rip like a verse, it'd be amazing, you know? And now we're never going to get that chance. I think, I think they'd let him. I mean, but I think they would have given him that opportunity when they recorded it. Yeah, of course. But, um, with the Carter five, I feel like, uh, not, I feel like 
the song that's been on repeat for me is uh, Fly. Is it Let It Fly? Let It Fly with Travis Scott. So, Travis Scott, love everything about him, loved Astro World, loved this song. But when Lil Wayne comes in, I'll be honest, I thought it was Trippy Red. I've been listening to so much garbage music that I thought Lil Wayne was Trippy Red. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for him. Because I was like, I texted my friends. I was like, yo, I'm midway through this song. This trippy verse is nasty. And then at the end, I was like, wait, was Wayne on that song? <laughs> and I checked featuring and it said only featuring Travis Scott. So I was like, oh, I was like, that was him. Oops. I hate Trippy Red. Just want to start off with that. I'm not a fan of Trippy Red. Um, that song is good, I think, but it just sounds like it should have been on Astro World. Mm-hmm. Like it, it sounds from start to finish like a Travis Scott song and not a Lil Wayne song featuring Travis Scott. I'm hit or miss with Travis Scott. I'm hit or miss with Auto Tune in general. I'm hit or miss with Auto Tune in general. I think it's interesting. Um, I think it can sound good. But I hate just songs that where you should just be rapping. Um, I have a quick little, well, maybe not quick, because I think you guys can elaborate a lot on this. Um, I like music a lot. It is pretty much essential to my workflow. But I have always struggled with the fact that I don't get super invested. Like, I, I like music a lot, but I never get super invested. Like, I don't really wait for new people's new music i don't really care too much about the message Mm -hmm. but it's weird because i like am very inspired and deep into art like comics and um like a person's next piece or like their next design project or like like a new company or like i get like really emotionally invested in like those creative endeavors but for some reason i'm not very like invested in music and I want to know your guys' opinion on that because I feel like people that, like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people that just are super invested in music. And I think it's weird that I'm, like, I like music and it's in that creative sphere, but I'm super not invested in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do know what you're saying, actually. I do. Um, like, is that weird for me to be super invested in a lot of other creative things, but not necessarily music? So, I'll talk about because I, I have a theory on it. Um I, as someone who's like very, very heavily invested in music, I love music. I listen, I'm listening to it constantly. I want to produce music. I love, like I talked about um, in last week's episode, um, Brandon and I have been rapping a lot lately, you know? Um, So I love music, but I have a theory that the issue is when you become so heavily invested in something, you start to become it in a lot of ways. And so when you're sad, you have certain sad songs you put on and I think you're letting that artist define what sad is for you or when you're in a good mood and you're having a really happy day and you always have to see certain songs you put on you're looking for a certain vibe I think it's because you've let um though that artist or those artists multiple define what those feelings are for you so you don't you don't experience things as as your own emotions you experience them as the emotions of other people experiencing them and I can uh, attest to that by saying uh, when you and I hang out, uh, oftentimes when we, as soon as we start hanging out, uh, so we know we're like, okay, you know, hey Google, and we'll pick a song. And from where that song starts, cancel. Everyone check their Google. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and from that song, you can tell the mood, how the mood of the night's going to be, you know? And it's, it's kind of just like, 
um, I feel like people that use music more as like a soundtrack for like their life, like they're always have music playing. It's kind of like a, a big deal because that dictates how things go. You know, shout out Kid yeah. Cudi soundtrack to my life. Incredible song. Um, but can I can I yeah. comment on that? It was it's weird. It's weird because I do that. Like I have. It's not necessarily that my emotions are being like I definitely pair people to my emotions, and I totally like have a soundtrack to my life. Like I see things with music. Like I'm driving on the train, I'm like, ooh, this song would be really good for this right now. So I do that, but like I find it really hard to get emotionally invested in like the artist behind the music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for example, I love Radiohead, and Radiohead is one of those groups that was really popular, but they kind of got more experimental as they went, and now they're like a they're, like a niche like art group. I'll you know be what honest, I'm Radiohead is the same thing as Coldplay, but not as famous. Like uh, like. Literally, highly offended. I'm no. I'm talking about 2000, 2006. Love the year. We keep. I keep mentioning it. Like in TV <laughs> shows, came out then. in TV shows. Like I remember this was a specific line from Hannah Montana. She's like, "I want to get a feature with Coldplay." They're like, "Are you sure you don't want a Radiohead?" And she's like, "I remember." And that. She goes, "Who?" And I was like, "They're the same thing." I remember that episode, famous. dude. Yeah, it was Mitchell Musso that said that. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's it was crazy. Him. Well, no, because um, Radiohead got really uh like introspective and really experimental with their music like their first two albums are like kind of rock and after that it's not really it's like weird experimental stuff mm -hmm. but their first two track like albums well namely uh their first one wow why am i drawing a blank on the name Chainsmokers. yeah <laughs> no but like race so radiohead is one of those groups that like they have like a lot of like interesting messages behind the music and the guy has like a really cool story and i'm i'm all about it but I, I just, I don't have that same level of connectivity that like, I think, for example, rappers, their big thing is telling their story and like, you know, resonating with people. And I just find it very hard to resonate with artists. I always just find that the music kind of fits, but I don't, I don't go too deep in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I like, I totally like have like music, like a soundtrack to light. That's like a good way of putting it. Um, you, you look like you had a thought, Greg, on the original question. And after like my answer, you look like you had yeah, some stuff. I, I, so. I've been sitting on this because you said you don't, uh, you're not emotionally invested in it. And I don't think I am either. And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing because in, I want to say January, nope, March. I remember 2006. Uh, 2006. Yeah. It was like, you know, I was 13. No, that's not how math works. <laughs> Yo, when I was seven, I was eight. <laughs> I just decided for about a decade not to age. No. So, no. So in March, there was a uh, there was an Instagram post by you know Champagne Poppy, and it said it it was him with a leather jacket on that said Scorpion on the back, and it was like Scorpion, what was it six slash twenty eight like like June twenty yeah it came out in like June, and I was like oh new Drake, that's gonna be awesome, and then you know then I get a text from my mom that's like yo Santa Clarita Diet comes back next March new season. I'm like, I love that show. Can't wait for it to come out. Two months later, I'm like, oh, Drake comes out in like two weeks. Cool. So I, I think you want to not be invested in it. That way you don't get disappointed. Because I read the jacket wrong and I thought it said 6 slash 23, which is about a week earlier. So I was like, damn, why would he drop it on a Sunday? That doesn't make any sense. Drop it on a Friday. So then for the next week, then I'm like, oh, I, need, I, I need the new Drake. It, garbage. It was garbage. I was very <laughs> disappointed with it. But Astroworld, I forgot about it. It was like August 3rd. 
It was two yeah. days later. I was like, oh, well, I can't wait. Banging. For, for me, I think um, I think I'm just growing. So I, I'm getting a little more invested in music and caring a little more about the story and like the message and stuff as I kind of like, I don't know, understand it more in a way. For example, um, like a lot of art, like mm-hmm. photography and paintings and stuff. I used to always be like, eh, if it looks cool, it looks cool. If not, I don't really care. Um, and now Ooh. I there's like a bit of a like I try to understand I try and go out of my way to understand the message, um, but again I think there's a fine line of like being too far up your own rear end about it and then like just appreciating it and so I think I'm starting to get around from like the I listen to it because it sounds good to like the I like I also like the message but I don't want to go too far into like the no I like the message is all that matters because then you fall into this weird loop of like listening to trash music but like the message is good. Yeah. But like it's not pleasant to listen to. Not pleasant. And it's, it's not pleasant yeah. to listen to. I have a playlist called Sad Bangers. Well, I mean, basically bad music with okay lyrics is just SoundCloud, right? Uh uh I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Know. Yeah, no, but hey, real quick, don't use Apple Music. Just pay five dollars a month for Apple or uh Spotify student, dude. It's just I mean, I my my mom just pays twelve, and then everyone in our family. I gets thought this all guy said it. he was trying not to be privileged anymore. I mean, I mean, she pays twelve, and everyone in our family gets it. That's how family sharing works. That all. Yo, I'll I'll be honest. I I think Apple really like works on the family part of things, like the same way kind of Netflix works. It's like, oh, you you could have like six accounts. It's like, uh, two thousand six. It's the golden year. We're not going to talk about Spotify family. I understand that it's incredibly useful, but we're not going to talk about it just so because it, you know, because it dictates my point. Being back wrong. on emotional attachment to music. Yeah. I feel as though when I was younger, you know, older middle school, younger high school, you know, in the time where everybody's finding themselves, developing and stuff like that. You my, know, you're a frosh. You're a frosh. <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. My, um my choice of identity, the thing that I really went with was music. I was good at it. So, you know, I started really focusing on music. That's when I started to listen to more music that other people didn't listen to based on uh, the, like the musical prowess of the people in the band, the talent, you know, like actually talented musicians, talented singers, that kind of stuff. So that's where I kind of, and then the bands that I really liked, I would, you know, I would, like actually look into them. I would see when they're going on tour, when they're going to release new music. And that's kind of how I got personally invested into it. So a lot of the bands that I do listen to, I do have like an emotional connection with. And um, it's almost like nostalgic when I listen to them, but a little, you know. se- a little segue there. But before we get into that, I, I feel, I think it's rule number one, not to announce a segue. No, it's just still funny. <laughs> I mean, we'll get back to it because they don't know what it is yet until it happens. But uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest I'll be honest I have no what no 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 me me and Brandon we could talk for two minutes and then we can take a break but okay. the one thing that I don't remember <laughs> is what I was gonna say <laughs> no I got it oh my gosh I caught the last half of that all right uh <laughs> all right uh yeah so it's interesting how we all kind of approach music a little differently. Um, and yes, yeah, so I think it's super interesting perspective on like comments like how music is like a soundtrack to your life because I definitely feel that way sometimes. Um, I feel like it always will be. 
I feel like for everyone, there's going to be different soundtracks. Actually, did you know when you die, they actually, when they are like uh, embalming you, they actually stick your mixtape in you. I, you know, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say they engrave your SoundCloud on your coffin. <laughs> there's actually. Cause that shit fire. <laughs> My shit's fire. Oh man, Greg is talking so loud into that mic. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So I we, I wanted to actually talk uh, real quick because we're gonna have to wrap this up. Um, I wanted to talk about um, can I say um a few more times? Streaming culture. Wait, wait, wait. I got you. Um, 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 um. Okay, you should be good now. Ready for this? <clears throat> Ooh, there we go. All right, continue. All right, and I think Trey would have a interesting and interesting perspective on this as well, as I think he's... I think I actually heard about Twitch through him, believe it or not. Um, so I want to talk... Oh my gosh, I said um again. I wanted to talk about streaming culture and the role experience and like the art of live performance coming back. It's really fun to think about um, how like... 60 years ago, if you had a TV show, you had to be home to see it or else you missed it because it wasn't recorded. Yeah. Right? So, like, recorded television shows didn't come about until, like, the 70s. I mean, there were recorded uh, shows, but, like, uh, like, there were a lot of oh, live shows. Oh, yeah. like Right? Yeah. So, like, um, today we have rec- news is recorded. Like, news wasn't really recorded back then yeah, a whole well, lot. Well, news... It, I, was, it was 50-50, you know, I, if I stuff was like, recorded. I feel like news is recorded nowadays for, for very good reason. Well, I think it's great to have... But, like, the technology... It was expensive. Just like how it was expensive to have color TV. It's kind of, like, like, expensive to record stuff. But then, like, the home DVR and things like that. But that also... <laughs> the, the thing you mentioned about the news, the fact that it is recorded makes it almost 10 times more ridiculous... When the weather pattern is shaped like a penis and the woman is like, well, this way, we're going to have a draft this way. And it just lo- like, fix that. Fix- it's reco- I've never incurred. I've never. You've incurred. never seen a video. You've never. Have you ever watched Ray William Johnson where he's like, oh, look at this 30 second clip of Excuse this me, woman sir, on I'm the gonna, news. I really need you to get out of 2006. Okay, bro. That was really 2013. <laughs> it was like 2010. Yeah. Bro, All right. That's a throwback, though. Anyway, equals three. Uh, not sponsored. <laughs> no, but it was, it's, uh, it's really interesting to think about, uh, things being live. And I, I know on Twitch they have VODs so you can go back, but just the art of coordinating a live performance. So you have, and it really shows like on Twitch where you have your channels that are put together well, where they've got the sound effects pedals, the, uh, emotes and everything set up really nice. They're really good connection with the chat audience. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think Ninja, who is huge right now streaming Fortnite, does a really good job running his show. I think that in our circle with the Northern Lion Super Show and him streaming, I think uh, one of the guests, Alex, also known as Bear Taffy, <laughs> he's he's really good at uh, running his show. He's got an effect pedal, so like when he has subscribers, he does a voice changer and announces their name. He's got a bunch of stuff going on. And I think it's really cool to see how in just a short period of time we went from you know, recorded vlogs that were edited and you only saw the good stuff to where now the demand is live things where I want to see everything. I want to see the raw experience. And I also want to say how I think that's really cool for people to see the realistic side of people, but at the mm-hmm. same time, the toll it's having on people because they're having to stream so much because the, the demand is so high. 
mm-hmm. how it's kind of opened the gates to like, un- we want unlimited content. We want to see your whole life stream. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think there are a couple points to take on that. Um, but you, you, you said it was, what did you say, dangerous, I think? Well, it just opens up a whole like gateway into... Yeah, um, I think it's an issue. Um, what you see becoming an issue in um, YouTube... And it's kind of the big thing behind um, Shane Dawson's new documentary on Jake Paul is... Which I haven't... I need to watch that. It's in my queue. It's an all right first episode, but it's just setting the tune. Um, mm. But is it up yet? Okay. I think the okay. third one's up, dude. Really? Okay, yeah. I'll check it out. But um, no, is is the question of authenticity amongst YouTubers. Mm-hmm. So you run into this problem for um, you know live streamers, for daily vloggers, or vloggers in general... Um, when you are vlogging yourself and your everyday life, you start to feel like the line between like content creator and real person starts to fade away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at least for the for the content creator, you start to have this really um, kind of terrifying moment where you wonder if what you're being on YouTube is really you. Um, you wonder if what you're yeah. being in person is you or if you're acting like your YouTube character. And it's this strange, like, unintentional vulnerability. You Like, you mm-hmm. pretty much expose yourself to scrutiny, like, more than I think you initially thought. So, I, I know, like, well, you see this all the time, streamers that get in trouble for things that they do in their regular day life that somebody's offended by or, you know, thinks is weird. And you just unintentionally are like, oh, crap, I've, I let you into my life and apparently you don't like who I actually am. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So funny thing about what Trey just said, um, is it funny? Or no, is it everything immortal? everything Trey just said is exactly what Logan Paul said as his excuse for why it was okay for him to film that video of the dead body. Because the line between content creator and real person goes away. So I thought that was odd. I don't know if you've heard him say that yeah, before. I mean, I've heard. I didn't register when I was saying Okay. It, well, it's, it, it kind of, because it falls into like, as a person, you have, you know, a s- specific way you would act. And for content creation, you don't always see it as authentic. And in the real world, it's for entertainment. And so sometimes you blur those lines and then you're like, oh man, shouldn't have done that. That yeah, was dumb. No one has ever said, what's up guys, the way that they do in real life. No one has ever said that to well, a Jack, group of friends. Jack or, Septicai does. But. Jack, yeah. But... <laughs> the the thing you were talking about with uh, streaming being dangerous is Ninja says the N-word on his stream a lot by accident. Well, he's always quoting rap songs, though. He does right? quote rap songs a lot, but the, the thing he said the other t- uh, the other day, I saw, I saw it on a meme page. He was um he was in his kitchen, oddly. He like he was streaming something in his kitchen. I think he was like, you know, probably doing a craft video or whatever. <laughs> You know the new hits, and um, he goes, guys, st- stop saying the same thing over and over again in the chat. Stop negging me. No one likes a. I'm not gonna say the next word, and he goes, oh, that didn't that didn't come out right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But well, also, also, I hope Fortnite dies. In the audio, <laughs> I'm kidding. I I I, I kind of hope Fortnite dies so he can do something else because well, I I find it almost terrifying that he does nothing else except play Fortnite. He's a machine. He is a machine, and every well, time someone comments like, "Oh, Fortnite's gonna die," he's like, "No, it won't." And I understand why he's so upset because it's his only. Look, stream I don't want to. I don't want to de- dedicate any sound bites to Fortnite. Let's just kill it right now. 
<laughs> we were talking. We were literally talking about Ninja. You can't mention one without the other. He played Halo for a while. He, he he's known for Halo. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, he's he's big with uh, Fortnite, and I don't know when it's gonna die, but it's kind of like Minecraft, where I think it's just gonna stick around for young kids forever. It's, mm-hmm. gonna, it's gonna peak. But uh, yeah, I actually might already have. I don't know. That Call of Duty Battle Royale came out. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. Um. um but, yeah, I was just saying, I was going to finish my thought with the whole, like, ninja and, like, the dangerous side. Yeah, it's because, and you see this a lot with uh, political stuff right now, is that people are, have, people have become these weird, like, in their own mind, they're saints, and therefore they can, like, really scrutinize people, and they can go back their whole life and pick little negatives out. I'm and, a maverick. Look, man, we're trying to wrap this up. We're, does somebody have the baby collar for Greg? We gotta, we gotta rope this guy in. Anyway, yeah, no, it's this weird, your whole life is on examination, um, and streamers, I think, are especially exposed to this because they are opening up their life to the internet, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, I, there's extra scrutiny on them because, you know, this guy said this wrong, or, you know, I think that's a little offensive, and because it's the internet, people go along with it because they like being mad about stuff. I think it's a weird... um it's a weird dynamic in which I think the audience drives a lot of the issues you see in live content and vlogging and things like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the audience is also what critiques a lot of it. You know, the audience is, is the reason Logan Paul does things like this. And I, and I do believe that it is it is for his audience. It's for his channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's a good judgment on his part, it's it's his judgment of of a very large audience. It's his response to the response of the people. And I think that people respond really well to outrageous um, live content, real reactions and things like that. And I think it drives that content that Logan Paul creates. Yeah, because there's so much content out there. You have to look, people see the stuff that shines brightest and that sticks out the most, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, One thing I did want to touch on, though, is that I really find it fascinating to look into... Um, creators and streamers who have cultivated a really great audience. I know Northern Lion is a is a streamer we talk about a lot, mm-hmm. but he is really he's really got it down to a science where he knows the line between pleasing the audience and understanding that he's going to do what he wants because ultimately it's my stream and that's why you came here. If mm-hmm. you decide that you don't want that anymore, then you can leave. And he's got a super um super good fan base. Yeah, so his his Solid. fan base and they're really they're like really dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think they, I think they like, he's pretty much weeded out the people that don't like him and he's really good about what he exposes and shows, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he definitely has like a, he has a very clear line of like pleasing the audience, but at the same time, the audience is not necessarily driving his content. It, he's driving it, but they're along for the ride. And I mm-hmm. think he has this understanding of that. Yeah. yeah. He understands how the, he understands the dynamic. Yeah. I, Where I think streaming gives a lot of inexperienced people a lot of like exposure and power quickly Mm -hmm. and they sometimes don't know how to handle that yeah i definitely think like in um in setting up that live content like you talked about like creating that environment for podcasts or live streams vlogs things like that um i think people really like openness i think people really want authenticity i think whether they get it in the youtube videos a lot i think they're all about people who can approach situations because i mean you think about it, it's what we're doing it's what mm-hmm. millennials are young kids who are going out into the world who are leaving high school learning how to boil water you know um they're no but 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 really they're out in the Hashtag real world Greg with two g's and they are Three. 
they're facing their own opinions versus everyone else's and i think that there's a i genuinely there's a good way to do that and a bad way too and i think um that youtubers representing that authenticity and that openness to be wrong um to be proud of their ideals i think that's something that a lot of people want from live content i think that's why they want live content but but that's the main that that's a lot of the reason that people like podcasts whether it's like in a youtube video where you see the people or it's like this because regardless of whether or not it's live it's live for us like there's no script here Mm -hmm. have you heard of a scripted podcast i've never heard of one um yeah well there there are scripted podcasts in the sense of um narrations and like more story driven podcasts where they're telling a story and they might have interviews that are you know free form but for the most part it follows a very strict regimen um, but I, I totally get why people listen to podcasts. And even if they're not live, they're usually recorded live and just uploaded. Yeah. But the thing about podcasts is it's so much less exposure than streaming. Because right, it's just the audio. And it you can still kind of... Con- it feels authentic, but at the same time, you don't have to show everything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, could we stream a podcast? You, you could, but like I think a lot of people listen to podcasts just the audio. Okay, but yeah, uh, yeah, but, a lot of people listen. to Well, just people the do. Audio. They do live stream podcasts now. Like H three does that, and I think it's really cool. H three does the live with the video. Um, mm-hmm. I know Gary V does a lot of his podcasts with the video. Tiny Meat Gang does a lot of podcasts. I with do the not video. know them. Sugar Pine Seven does a lot of podcasts with Don't the video. Don't know them either. Kanye's album comes out tomorrow night. I dislike him. I don't care. <laughs> you dislike Kanye? Well, slavery was a choice. Slit. What? His words, not oh, mine. His yeah. words, not mine. No, it's not even that. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say everything past graduation, Kanye, I hate. Like, objectively, he has the worst and least memorable verse on Forever featuring Drake, Lil Wayne, and Eminem. So that already puts you at the bottom of the barrel. Because, boo. I'm gonna. I'm just going to quickly aside and argue and then we'll be done with this. Um... I think Kanye, like a lot of people before they break the rules, master them. And I think everything like graduation before is Kanye understanding himself, the rap game and lyricism and everything after that was him being extraordinarily experimental. And I agree that new does not always mean good. And and, and I think it does need to be good and innovative content. But I think that there has been content in all of his albums dropped that has been experimental and has been really good and super strong. I respect your opinion, though, and it's not the topic, so I don't delve super into it. That just kind of blew my mind. I wasn't can I, ready can for I that. Can I disagree with Greg real quick, too? You have to say. I want to roast Greg. Wait. His line where he says, Mick Lovin <laughs> on forever. I don't know the beginning line, but he goes, uh, su- oh, super bad chicks giving me Mick Lovin. I'll give him that. <laughs> but his next song is called Yandi, and I hate him for it. That is all. I was actually on a, a less uh, doom and gloom note. I wanted to talk about the, the like the art of live performance and being mm-hmm. quick witted and not stumbling over your words and being able to actually formulate ideas. A bit of what I was getting on, like talking about authenticity and openness. How, to but even even that more live even idea. more so, not only being authentic, but um, because this this almost die. I don't want to say it dives into not being authentic. But you're really polishing who you are, at least for the podcast. But I think that translates into you polishing yourself up, like just your character. Like the more you communicate your thoughts and ideas, the more you are better at communicating it. I think it improves like in the real world. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I think that's why a lot of people are starting podcasts because they're finding 
a relief in uh, having an output and then they're seeing the benefits in their their life as well. Um, I think that's a fair assessment. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it's any anything you work on, you know. Brandon, do you being able talk? to present your thoughts. Do you want to talk? We're talking about podcasts and well, not podcasts, but like the art of live performance and how we've gone from like cutting and editing to only the good stuff to show how great our life is to like where we are more authentic and just show things how they are. Yeah, and um, and with that, I do feel as though while it has become a popular thing and there can be really cool to see you know podcasts and videos live streams and such you know of people doing cool things there's a lot of people the vast majority that do it in hopes that they're going to be successful in hopes that they're going to be the next big thing when in reality they're not putting forth any effort in any other thing except for trying to become famous in whatever they're doing and then they end up not mm-hmm. being famous and poor and broke which is most of which is facebook and instagram live yeah which is another platform we, we didn't bring up exactly. at all but like facebook instagram yeah. live periscope it's, like, even though it's, it's such a big, it's but. such a cool concept to think that you can be in someone's life like like without even being anywhere near them but what it comes down to is majority people aren't going to to care or even want to watch anything about your life mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so see you guys next week <laughs> yeah well that's that's one of those things where like when you're exposing yourself to the to the public eye when you're uh going live it's like that cold truth of like sometimes maybe your life isn't the most interesting and people don't care mm-hmm. but on the other hand there are those people with small audiences with dedicated audiences and for a lot of people like that's enough like well i have my small crew and they care and that's that's really all i need it's like i don't know this weird validation but i don't know if that's a positive or a negative you know i definitely get what you're saying i mean it, it's all about shooting your shot Find find in your audience. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. One word off, that could have been weird. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, just, yeah. So, else? No, okay. so mm-hmm. live form. Um. What else did we talk about today? I got it. Watch this. Furries. <laughs> so shooting your shot is incredibly important, but so is kind of like time management issues. The follow through of that, because we can shoot our shot and drop our stuff. But no one could care. The point is to make people care. Well, and if you have bad follow through, you you're just never going to beat Tiger Woods. It's all about the swing. I said one bad joke a podcast. You're at three. <laughs> that might be modest. All right. Well, anyway, yeah, we've we, we've totally lost sight lost sight of where this podcast is going. We've just what did yeah what, had what, what, nice what, little conversation we about today. We talked about um yeah, some we, music. We talked a lot about music, millennials. Um, yeah. live form um, yeah creativity in general creativity yeah um, oh commutes yeah a lot of yeah commuting invest, a lot of invest in your lane yeah a lot of things to to bring into your daily life which is kind of what we hope to do here on Immortal to uh, talk about maybe some questions you've had some questions you didn't know you had um, I do want to make uh, a few announcements okay um, yeah, be looking right. forward in the future in the next uh, episode or two we didn't get to it today, but we'd love to. Uh, Greg's deep-seated self-hatred. It's a good one. A yeah, good one. I mean, if you guys couldn't... He he mellowed down, but the beginning of the podcast, he was kind of negative. That's because he hates himself. Um, and we wanted to talk about that, but... He, he loved himself today. It was great. Um, on the podcast. That was a on the podcast. Well, he's not very authentic, but <laughs> he needs to live stream more. No, but yeah, we're glad you guys tuned in with us today. Mm-hmm. And we got to Definitely talk about... You ready for this? Done, yeah. Talked about driving and commutes, time management. We didn't. Well, we talked about that a lot, but that's we didn't. We didn't mention that. What we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Time management. Yeah, time management critical. 
Uh, everybody approaches it a little different, but mm-hmm. schedules are good. Waking yeah. up at 12 is bad. Yeah, so hopefully, um, whether it's on your morning drive or... Not hopefully. You will listen to this on your morning drive, and you will be here next week. So whether you're listening to it on your morning drive or in bed, you know, before you take it down, whatever, whenever this works for you at the gym, maybe, who knows? Maybe we our will, silky uh, smooth voice helps you pump the iron. And we will uh, we'll see you Mortys later. No, I won't say that. Um, I hope you guys take some things we talked about into the real world today. If you have any uh, topics you'd like to hear us talk about, any comments about anything we've said, um, you can reach us on on social media. You can reach us on in the podcast comments. We'll leave um, hopefully some information for you um, wherever this is that you're listening to it. Um, yes. And real quick before I made that bad joke, uh, our announcements, we actually do have real announcements. Uh, I thought we, you were done the announcement. No, I made a joke about them instead. <laughs> no so we do uh we do want to talk about greg's uh self-hatred but we, we actually we have a few guests lined up um the intro for this podcast and actually last podcast was from benjamin thompson uh and we would like to have him on the podcast here soon so be on the lookout for that we also have uh, a business friend of ours we're going to have come on he's into you know startups and small businesses he's actually had one of his own and so i think that'll be some really cool insight uh, I think that's about it for tonight. I think we've had a really great, really great show here. Um, for everybody tuning in at home, thank you so much. If you have any thoughts, let us know. Um, and hopefully we will see you next week on the Immortals Podcast. Signing out, this is your real co-host, Trey. And this is your other co-host, co-president. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just going to give the mic to Brandon. Bye. <laughs> Bye, friends. Follow the Immortal Brand on Instagram, please. Updates on our merch line will come out there. Yes, merch coming soon. If you listen on Spotify, thank you for your loyalty. Mm-hmm.